welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay, and welcome back to Adam's Rip Podcast, episode 178. New listeners, welcome. You can catch a brand new episode every single Tuesday in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. We have a website that you can also subscribe to, adamsrippodcast.com, for new blog updates, new episode updates. You can email us, adamsrippodcast at gmail.com. So we've been in the flow, right? This is Makiba's now fourth episode with hey, us. Hey, how y'all doing? As a guest co-host. Here we go. So, 178, love like you've never been hurt. Mm. This. It's <laughs> a hard one. It is hard because I think there's like a lot of layers to it, right? Because we can look at maybe how you're loving your significant other as if you've never been hurt. How you're maybe even you're loving one parent, even though the other parent, you know, may have hurt you. Or just, like, loving in general, even though the whole world you may feel like have, has even hurt you. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to do it, because it's going to be a hard conversation. It might be a short conversation, because <laughs> I just, I was like, Lord, you may just have to speak to me on mm-hmm. this in the studio, because I still think I'm trying to learn how to love. Like, I've never been hurt. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's a learned thing. And I put I put down, like, what is this? <laughs> what does it mean yeah. to love? What like, you've ne- like What yeah. does it look like to love like you've never, you know, been hurt? Because I can attest to being hurt, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's something, like, as big as, like, losing loved ones, losing parents and stuff like that. Definitely have been hurt, you know. I feel, like, robbed of certain things, of certain promises. Yeah. But it's, like, restoring, believing that God can restore. He has restored um grief in my life in different ways that I could never imagine could be restored. Right. And so I think that that's, so for me, I feel like it's been restored by seeing, like, I feel like women in my life have spoken to me as if my mom was present. I was like, Oh my God, I feel like that's something my mom would say. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And I also take time for like mental health. Like I take time. Yeah. yeah. My mom passed away. My dad passed away. Yeah. And so I have definitely dealt with grief, um, mm-hmm. go to therapy for it, go yeah. to a Christian counselor, um, and just kind of relearning how to um, process through that. Because every, I mean, y'all love y'all parents, okay? Yeah. Because I like miss them. today, gone tomorrow. You know, yeah. I miss mm-hmm. them a lot. Mm-hmm. But I feel like God has been restoring love for me in in different ways, in different areas of my life as far as like, Really understanding that even though that they may be gone, they're present with the spirit and just like mm-hmm. restoring that um, is is uh, has been helpful. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, when we talk about love, like you've never been hurt, you got to love without trying to get even. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at least I know for like me, I can be very spiteful. Like, can you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Like, you know, once you hurt me, it, it depends on like the level of hurt, right? Because I think mm-hmm. there's a difference in like maybe like one of your girlfriends or your homies, you know, like hurt you. Then there's different when like someone that you just have this deep, you know, s- you know, 
sacrificing love for them. They hurt you. It just cuts way deeper. Maybe because mm-hmm. you just have love, more love for them. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. And so I feel like, you know, we have to learn to love without making sure that looks like we're loving without getting even. Yeah. And so it's definitely, you know, an unconditional agape love. Yeah. Which I'll admit, I think my love has conditions. <laughs> which but is I feel sad. Like agape, I feel like agape love will be hard for me to give to another person because I don't understand that. I feel like God fair. is agape love. That's fair. right. But I think that, that makes me feel better then. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think one thing I I do as far as friendship wise is like I try not to put too much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I feel like, for example, I know when I was in a car on my way here. I was literally praying for those that I feel like that have hurt me or that I've mm. hurt them because mm-hmm. I hurt people just as much mm-hmm. as people have hurt me. Mm-hmm. I can be a villain in someone else's story. Yeah. And so it's just like when your heart is in a place of submission and of humility, I feel like you give you allow yourself to give permission to love again. Mm. You know, and I think that that does like, take how time. How do we get? How do we? I, it's it's intentional. We have yeah. to intentionally do it. We have to intentionally pray for covering over that person. That I feel that have hurt me, mm-hmm. and that's humility, mm-hmm. and that's being vulnerable. Like you hurt. Like I have a conversation with a friend. Yeah. You hurt me. This is how. And it's like listen to me when I tell you that you hurt me. Even mm-hmm. if you don't feel like I've hurt you, I'm telling yeah. you that you've hurt me. Yeah. So listen to me. Yeah. Right. This is gonna sound like really morbid. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, Be free. do y'all remember <coughs> that girl that was kidnapped years ago, Elizabeth Smart? Mm-hmm. Do y'all remember her? I don't. But you might keep have been a little going. young. <laughs> <laughs> so she was from a wealthy family in Utah, Mormon community, actually, and literally was taken out of the bedroom from her home, wow. literally. And the guy that took her was like a worker that, that I think they were like working on the roof. So he kind of like knew the home and like knew where to go, whatever. Yeah. She was gone just in the woods of Utah, not too far from her from her house for like nine months. Wow. And she said that he raped her continuously, like every day, you know, just did all these yeah. horrible things. Yeah. So anyway, she was found, you know, thank God for that. And she's she's a woman of faith and things. I don't know if she still practices Mormonism, but whatever. Woman of faith. And what I found so interesting, she actually came to IU to speak. But when I've heard her speak on just different things, she's married now, has kids. She's like, no, I didn't really need to go to therapy. I didn't have a problem yeah. being intimate. With my husband, which I found that so profound is that in in spite of what all that happened to her, she's like, I've forgiven him. And it was man and woman. I've forgiven him. I've forgiven her. And moved on. I believe that can happen. (laughs) Almost too quickly. And the fact that she's she's never went to therapy, ever. Whereas she was taken, she was a child (laughs) when she was taken. I mean, that would be traumatic even if you're growing or a child. But Mm -hmm. she was like a little girl. I'm just like. Yeah. That's well, maybe there's some truth to it. Maybe there's not. I mean, we don't know wh- who she's married. Is he a therapist? You know what Fair. I mean? Like, maybe mm-hmm. he could be the one that's, like, talking mm-hmm. her through it. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember even when intense. she, like, got really back home, when that. she, when they found her, of course, her parents, like, you're sleeping with us. You're in our room. We're not leaving your side. She's like, no, I'm, I'm going to sleep in my room. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm safe now. Even that little girl. I just thought that was so powerful. Wow. <laughs> and so I, I use that example to say I feel like even though she has gone through this traumatic experience, she was still able, like you said, to not only just move on, but to supernaturally say that happened. Yes, that has shaped my life, mm-hmm. but it's not about to define my life and how I love others. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And I think that is powerful. I think that a lot of people have um, certain resources, maybe as we grow up, some people may not need therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think it's absolutely re- it's resilient. She's resilient. 
That was yeah. that, it sounds like that was what defined yeah described that situation. And she even said like people asked her, Are you nervous that someone's gonna take your kids? Like I felt like I would just have like, you know, PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that kids kids are so resilient. I th- I love just to think about like my my um my nieces, my nephews, they've just been through so much, and I just feel like they are very resilient. And I think that that's something that we can learn is how you can love. Again, it's like through that resiliency. Um, but I've, I've never been through some, like, I know I'm not trying to make anything personal, but I've never been through anything like that that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. But I think... Oh, no, I feel like losing parents can be traumatic. I mean, it, it was yeah. very traumatic. It was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. But I think that... But some of my siblings... So I'm the youngest of 13. I didn't say this. <laughs> I'm the youngest of 13. Mm-hmm. And some of my siblings didn't go to therapy. And they're mm-hmm. totally fine today. Yeah. I'm like, how are you living? Right. Why yeah. are you okay? Well, let me ask you, it's not that it matters. How old were you? Did they yeah. pass at the same time? Or like, what's what's the background? My dad... My mom passed away when I was 15. Okay. So I was a sophomore in high school. And mm-hmm. then my dad passed passed away when I was a sophomore in college. Okay. So it was a difference of five years. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, she had a massive heart attack. And I feel mm-hmm. like my dad, he had diabetes. And mm-hmm. I feel like he died from a broken heart as yeah. well. Because that was his sweetheart. Mm-hmm. They had 13 kids together. Right. Mm-hmm. 13. Yeah. So so you were 15. How old was the oldest when my, your mom passed? Um, He was about four. How old am I? Mm-hmm. How old am I? 27. <laughs> so he was about... I was 15. I don't remember how old he was. And I'm not saying that age necessarily has to define you, but I almost, and you don't have to share this, I almost wonder if if age plays into a role of maybe needing a little additional help. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone that was younger and that happened like traumatically to them. Because I just feel like life experiences, you can kind of take things a little bit better than if you haven't had many life experiences. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, that probably may not matter, but I don't know. It may or may. That is interesting though. It is an interesting thought to look at. Mm-hmm. Someone should do a dissertation on that. But anyway, <laughs> I'll be like really curious to know like, what that would look like. But that even, you know, as we look at just people, um, you know, in the Bible who like, you know, loved it in spite of, you know, and all that. You know, I just think of, you know, like Noah, when he had those, you know, people taunting him, why are you building this boat? Da, da, da. Like, you know, it says that he didn't like it. Well, it says that, you know, he didn't like curse them out or anything like that. I, I personally feel like that he still... Showed them love, was like, you know, I know what I heard. God gave me mm-hmm. a word. God calls me friend. This is what I'm doing. So I just kind of always look back to people in the scripture of even though how they're being treated, they still choose, like you said, a choice to yeah. still love even though how someone else is making them feel. And I think that the question that you pose, the, the topic is love like you've never been hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the definition of forgiveness. Mm, yeah. And it's like how, because when, my, when I first read it, I'm like, what? How can I do that? Yeah. It's because I've been hurt. So yeah. I know what that feels mm-hmm. like. How but it's I like, forgive? how yeah. can I forgive when I've been hurt? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, I think that that's the, that's the real truth. It's like, can you forgive even though someone has hurt you? Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like with the Charleston. Shoot. I mean, it's just so mm-hmm. much different stuff that we can mm-hmm. think or pick apart. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I think it's that forgiveness part. It's like, will I forgive like how God forgives me all the time that I yeah. mess up? Have you been listening or have you listened to that podcast, Dirty John? It's a TV show now. Mm-mm. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. So I know some of y'all out there have listened to this podcast or are currently watching the TV show. Okay. So I won't go into like what all the podcast is about. But actually, no, I will because it gives context. So it's it's about this, we'll just say middle-aged woman, maybe her 40s or 50s, very wealthy, been married four times, Meet this meets this guy online who claims he's like this um, anesthesiologist nurse or something like that. But he's not. He's like a fake, a fraud. Oh, okay. So, she got catfish? 
Kind of like it, it, he was how she looked, but he wasn't who she, she okay, said he was. Well, so, so, um, so anyway, this this woman, I think her name was Debbie. She had a sister. Okay, that woman's sister's husband killed his own wife. Oh wow! Like shot him back in the head for no wow. apparent reason. Their mother, you know, of these two sisters, literally is like, I chose to forgive him. Like, you basically even, like, defended him in his trial. You know, I'm not defending what he did, but I still love him. I know he wasn't, like, in his right mind because he also shot himself when he lived. They had, like, a little boy. And so I bring that up to say it kind of irritated me because she even said, like, yeah, I was still, you know, talk to him, invite him to church. We didn't got to talk. I'm sorry. I can forgive you (laughs) and still love you. Yeah. Yeah, and so I did appreciate the fact that she was strong enough even though you killed my baby girl I'm still going to love you but what I didn't appreciate I'm just to be mm-hmm. honest is that she was still like in contact with him mm-hmm. she better wanted me yeah like I don't know if he would still be living but that's just she had, me she had his grand she, what, she was the grandma Mm-hmm. So, so that's I, the contact part. Yeah, so I do think that she still had a hand in raising him as well as the sister had a hand in raising him as well. But. And it's also like, it sounds like a domestic violence case. That was what that oh, yeah, sounds like. What it was. And so oftentimes people fall in love with who they were. Mm, and yeah. so she may have been in love with the person who he was. Mm-hmm. I don't know the story. Yeah. I, re- no, I don't no, know the story, but right. I think that I think that hurt people hurt people. Like if you continue to be hurt, then it's like you you cut people mm-hmm. of who is trying to heal you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm choosing to continue. It's like a choice. We have to, you know, yeah. kind of like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's an intentional choice to continue to choose to be healed so that I can continue to receive healing. Yeah. Because um, forgiveness, I mean, not forgiving people can cause you to have a lot more turmoil oh, in yeah. the body. Because you're holding on to that. You're holding on to it. It takes a lot of strength to let it go, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot more sadness and pain to hold on to it. Like, it's exhausting. Because you, <laughs> you think about you yeah. ruminate about it. You yeah. just want to figure out what if I would have done. And I think for me, when I don't, when I see myself not forgiving people or if I see myself hurt, I tend to look at or criticize, overly criticize mm-hmm. myself and then I also overly criticize people that are trying to come close to me. So it mm. it, it allow it makes me build up this wall that I don't trust you because yeah. I've been hurt by people like you before. Yeah, they look like you, talk like you, smell like I'm you. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no, that's sad. But then I'm kind of wondering too if people feel the same way about us. Like you said, yeah. sometimes you're the villain of other people's stories. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, but no, I, I wouldn't do that again. I learned my lesson. I would hope not. <laughs> you know, I would yeah. hope not. There is a really good devotion. That's what kind of gave me this idea um, in the Bible app that's called um, Love Like You've Never Been Hurt. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a seven-day devotional. It's actually really good. I finished it like months ago. He's a good author. He's a good speaker. Is he? Yes. I've heard what's him. His, his name, what's his name? Um, Jen. Jen. Hmm. <laughs> is, Franklin? Yes. Okay. Franklin. I didn't know good. he wrote books. He. I didn't. He's a speaker. He's a, okay. he's a pastor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know. So go on that devotional, y'all. Because it was actually really good. I'm gonna have to look at it too. It's on you version. Mm-hmm. I'll look it's, it up. It's called "Love Like You Never Been Hurt." Yeah, that's what gave me the idea to do this. I was like, man, let's definitely go to gonna me. look we at that do this topic. So, yeah, because that's all about. It really is about forgiveness. So, how are you? For, how do you feel like about forgiving people? I'm not there stuff? yet. Yeah. I will be a hundred percent. She said that a little bit too quick. Dude. I'm just. I. I sh- I hold a, I will hold a grudge. I am. I am that friend that will hold grudges. And mm-hmm. I, I never forget. I always remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never forget. And for me, I think, you know, for me, that <clears throat> statement stands true. It says time heals all wounds. I think 
the godly way is that forgiveness heal all wounds, but my flesh is that time heals all mm-hmm. wounds. I just need time to move past and get over and just really just truly not care anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, and depending on how deeply I've been hurt, it could take months, it could take years. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate it is that someone, a friend of mine shared with me, she's like, don't let anyone put a time frame on your healing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it is. I feel like, okay, well, I'm expected to be over this, but I'm not. She's like, and you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I do probably need to forgive several people in my life yeah, or that are really probably no longer in my life. <laughs> so I guess I got a follow-up question to that is that if if that's the case, do you allow, like say you're in this place of healing, mm-hmm. would you allow someone else that's supposed to bring some of your healing mm-hmm. into your life during that that's phase? That's hard too. <laughs> that's hard too. I would like to say I would allow it, mm-hmm. but... It's hard. It can mm-hmm. be difficult. It's challenging. Yeah, because I feel like, I even feel like sometimes that comes with age, which is why I keep bringing this up i think in general with age we just kind of learn we just kind of know what what we are willing to tolerate what we can tolerate what works for us what don't work for us i think mm-hmm. we just kind of know with age was so funny so i was with a buddy of mine and it was a whole bunch of us and we was at a restaurant and this waiter he was real young was trying to get on all of us whatever chit chatting it up so he ended up ended up following us out to our car so chit chatting it up and so and this girl she was like like actually way younger than us and so we was like, no, we're not giving him the time of day. She's like, well, that's, you know, me, you know, why not? How do you know? We're like, you know, we just know. Been there, done that. Because mm-hmm. we've just, we've been there, we've seen that. But because she's younger than us, she has not shared these same experiences that we've had. And so I just think it's interesting. Like, the older I get, the more slowly I am to be like, you know, yeah, this could work. I'm like, no, nah, I could tell this ain't going to work by the way you walked in this room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could just, you. I think you just kind of know. And I don't know if that's because of spiritual growth as mm-hmm. well. I think that probably plays a lot into it. Or just knowing like, you know what? No, I've been hurt by this same kind of routine before. I'm not even really going to go down this road because mm-hmm. it's probably where it's going to end up. So I think I struggle with letting people in that could be part of the healing process because I think I look for ways that they could hurt me, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes sense. So, <clears throat> this was good. I'm glad we had this conversation. I am too. You had me reflect on myself. Come on in and reflect. It's <laughs> 2019. All oh, 2019. Hashtag reflect. Gosh, 2019. My it's Lord. 2019. That's crazy. I was talking to my sister the other day. I was like, you realize you graduated high school 20 years ago? Dang. I know, right? That <laughs> 20! She's my like, tenth year, uh, senior anniversary coming up. I graduated oh, in twenty ten. Like, I just a little. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so precious. Oh, <laughs> but I do be shady. I remember my other sister turned forty. <laughs> I remember my other sister turned forty. I called her on her birthday. I was like, Erica. Wow. Erica, she's like, yeah. I was like, can you hear me? She's like, why are you hollering? And she got it. She's like, man, you ain't fit. You ain't, you ain't right. right. You ain't even right. You ain't even right. Forty is beautiful, y'all. I know we have some girls listening to us. Yes. <laughs> Asian wine, fine wine. <laughs> but anyway, catch us next week, y'all. We'll have Jessica in the studio with us next week discussing hot topics. So be sure to tune in. Have a blessed week. Hey, bye.